If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. Hello everybody, James here. I'm going to be doing a review of the new Hulu original film, Fresh. On Rotten Tomatoes, this has a critic score of 81%, audience score of 82%. IMDb, this is at a 6.7, directed by Mimi Cave, written by Lauren Kahn. Starring Daisy Edgar-Jones, Sebastian Stan, and Jonica T. Gibbs, Fresh follows Noah, played by Daisy Edgar-Jones, who meets the alluring Steve played by Sebastian Stan, at a grocery store and given her frustration with online dating apps, takes a chance and gives him her number. After their first date, Noah is smitten and accepts Steve's invitation to a romantic weekend getaway, red flag, only to find that her new paramour has been hiding some unusual appetites. Overall, I enjoyed watching this movie. It's not perfect, but the concept alone is wildly fascinating. It's original. It's messed up. I love horror films that give me something new. Whenever I watch a new horror movie, my one necessity, what I need to see from a new horror movie, is show me something I've never seen before. And this did. This gave us a new concept, a cannibal serial killer film. It's a very solid directorial debut by Mimi Cave. The script is decent. The acting is solid. But I think the ending in the third act it felt kind of flat. Um, but overall, it's a good movie to watch with your significant other or friends. And it's one of those movies that that's, it's fun to watch if you're, like, talking to each other while watching the movie and, like, analyzing it and, like, saying, Oh, what are you doing that for? I can't believe she did that. Or, oh, this is crazy. Like, stuff like that. It's one of those movies that I think it's more enjoyable when you're, like, talking with the movie at, or at the movie with your friends. It's, it's, it was a better experience, I think, for that. And this is a Hulu original production, so obviously it's not going to be amazing. It's, you know, the, the streaming SVOD original movies are generally sort of like what I call like the network TV of movies today. It's content, content, content. And, you know, there's some good ones in there, but I'm, I'm not talking about like the, the Irishman by Scorsese with Netflix. That's different, but I'm talking about like the originals, the Hulu originals, Netflix originals, Amazon originals aren't always so great. The productions are very... Uh, they're not super creative. You know what I mean? It's like it's like watching network TV in a way. Now, the opening of this film, it's it's pretty bold where this movie opens up with 33 minutes of no horror elements at all, really. And, and I know I'm going to try to keep this spoiler-free for a little bit, but this movie you kind of have to spoil to talk about it. So if you haven't seen it yet, I recommend checking it out. It's a pretty decent, you know, horror movie night. Horror night movie movie. And it, we have this great... I think opening with online dating, you know how the metaphor of this whole sequence is that online dating itself is a horror movie, and we have this first date with this scarf guy. First of all, 
I've never been on a date with a guy. So I don't know how realistic this actually is. Let me know if any woman or, or guys out there who have been on dates with dudes like this. Let me know if that's happened to you because is it based on a real date maybe by the screenwriter? Because I couldn't imagine treating somebody or a woman so rudely. My mother would throw me down the stairs if she found out like I was like this guy with the scarf. JK, Janice is a saint. She raised me very well. But, you know, this scarf guy is super arrogant, super rude, talking about himself the whole time. Noah just seems like a nice girl who just is trying to find somebody. I don't know if it's the types of guys she's going out with or is it every guy she goes on a date with is like this. That's pretty wild. Um, But this is why I say, just sidetrack for a second, don't ever get food on a first date. Don't get food. Just get a coffee or a drink. And that way you can just leave. If you're, don't, if you're not having a good time or you're uncomfortable. So you don't feel obligated to stay. And also, like everyone listening, if you're on a first date, you don't feel anything. Or even worse, they're rude like this, you're uncomfortable. Just leave. Just leave. Get up and be like, all right, see you later. Who cares about being polite in this situation? Just leave. You'll never see this human being again. Just walk out the goddamn door. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> That's just the way I live my life. But I think that people, if they did that... Be a lot happier because, you know, then you're like, oh, do I stay for a second round? I'll be I'll be nice and polite. He's not that bad because each drink, you know, they don't they feel a little better. But uh, sidetrack. I know. Just leave if you feel uncomfortable. Just do it. It's it's very uplifting. Um, This movie is creative. There's some creative and interesting shots, some unique filmmaking. The title credits don't start. In the, the title and credits don't start until 33 minutes into the film, and that's when the horror aspect of the film starts to take place, which is bold and interesting. I, I like how it starts super late. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so Daisy, who plays Noah, she's really great in this movie. She's mostly done TV, but I think this is a, a great performance for her, and she showed a ton of lead role chops, and I think this will definitely be her breakout film performance to set up a great career post-TV and heading into more film roles. Um, Noah's a pretty solid character. Unfortunately, she makes the naive mistake of accepting the invitation of a weekend getaway with a guy she's smitten by after two nights together. Whoa, everyone listening, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Her best friend, Molly, is very funny, super loyal and supportive of her friend. She's the comic relief of this movie. She's one of my favorite characters for sure. Um, and then Sebastian Stan plays Steve. And so Steve... Uh, like kind of cutely hits on Noah at a grocery store. He seems to be the most absolute perfect guy. He's a doctor. He's charming. He's obviously Sebastian Stan, so he's got the jawline and the face that, you know, every woman and guy craves. And also he's got like the, the perfect amount of like dad joke, doofus humor that is very endearing, I think, to a lot of people. Um. But, you know, they have two nights together, and I think that maybe because Noah's been so beaten down by online dating, which most people usually are beaten down by online dating, I can uh, I can confirm that from both sides, from the male and female perspective, that online dating is a disaster case of mental health and will just tear you apart internally, and your soul will just start to lose uh, uh, part of your body and just fade away into the ether. Maybe that's because that's why she's willing to take a chance, and, you know, Molly's like, ah, you should have fun, take a chance. But obviously Molly didn't mean go on a weekend with this guy. But she agrees to go on a weekend adventure with him after two nights together. And obviously, spoiler territory now, Sebastian Stan is putting on a show. Steve is a show. He's a fake guy, fake character. He's actually an entrepreneurial serial killer who's trolling the world for these solitary women, either on the dating scene or in person, to kidnap 
hold captive, keep them alive for as long as possible while harvesting their flesh for a network of wealthy cannibals. Pretty well. It's it's a really interesting new t- concept I've seen for horror. That's why I was really interested in this film. And so Sebastian Stan's serial killer is, he's kind of like, I would say maybe Ted Bundy-esque, it seems like. He's got he's got like that charm, but also he's very silly, and there's some funny moments of him like after he's kidnapped Noah and she's being held captive in his basement mansion prison, which is, this is like the nicest prison I've ever seen, by the way. <laughs> he's got like wood bars for for the cells. He's like dancing around to music a lot. He's like running like super excitedly. I think it was a pretty funny take on a serial killer, despite how also how horrible of a human being he could possibly be. And in terms of the horror aspect of this film, I think it was effective. I definitely got a little queasy watching this movie, not even from the gore, because there isn't a ton of gore really, but instead the insinuation of what characters were doing, like when they're eating the, the human flesh, it's just like, oh my god, I don't, feel, I don't feel so good right now, which is obviously the effect that they're going for, because it's a movie about cannibals. However, I never really felt like the main character's weren't going to make it out alive. I think there was really a lack of suspense in that in that realm, in that element of the film, where it's like the whole time you're watching, like, ah, oh, yeah, obviously they're gonna escape, they're gonna make it out. I kind of never felt like the the that Steve had like the full upper hand in the entire film because it was just like you're just waiting for it to happen when the tides turn. Whereas I think the better horror films or the best horror films are when you don't expect that and it happens, or it doesn't happen in the in the villain wins. But, you know, I was expecting it, so it kind of, like, I was just like, all right, when's it going to come? When's it going to happen? And, you know, after he, he captures Noah, and she's in prison, she tries to escape, and she, he, like, like when he cuts off her, her butt and her ass and, like, sells that for meat as punishment, at that point, I was like, well, obviously, she's going to make it out, especially now, because he cut off her ass, which means she'll heal from it. Obviously, she's deformed for life, which is a horrible thing to do, but she still has working legs, working arms, and she'll be able to escape at some point. So when that happened, I'm like, ah, well, obviously, they're just going to cut off a piece of a body that she could afford to lose in this kind of situation. You know, it's just like that Saw movie where, yes, the guy has to cut off like a pound of his own flesh and decides to go for the love handle. Because you can live without it, you can survive. So, like, that's like a moment where I'm like, oh, yeah, she's gonna make it out because why would the the filmmakers were are less likely to cut off a limb like some of the other characters in this film, so that she can make it out quicker and more easily. The tone of this film is kind of all over the place. Like I said, the first three thirty three minutes, there's no really horror aspect of the film. I think that's somewhat of a weakness. And I understand the metaphor that the online dating is a horror movie in itself, and that's what that's what the filmmakers are going for. But it almost felt like this opening 33 minutes felt like screenplay filler by the time we got to the good stuff, by the time we got to the horror aspect of it all. And obviously, our, our heroes escape, you know, Molly being a great character and clever and loyal friend is, has her eyes on, Molly, on Noah, trying to figure out her location, trying to share her location, finds where she f- finds Steve's real home. He's got a wife who's once was a prisoner, you can assume, because it seemed like he had, she had lost a leg to his kidnapping scheme and maybe finagled her way into his life by faking being in love with him, which is similar to what Noah does. So Noah is very clever in that she's prolonging her life and increasing her odds to escape by 
making believe making Steve believe that she's interested in Steve and interested in cannibalism and that they have a connection. It's clever. It's a smart way to survive, and it definitely works for Noah. And it seemed like it worked for Noah for Steve's wife. But Molly gets kidnapped by by Steve and his wife as well after she gets too close to what's going on. But they all eventually escape, and. Now, the, the, the sequence where they beat the crap out of Steve was great. And, you know, I think that this movie should have ended when they when they killed Steve. And the way I think it w- would have been best to end is if they killed Steve, the three of them, and then ate him. Or at least, like, beat the crap out of him, kept him alive, and they ate him while— or ate pieces of him while he was still alive watching. That would have been the craziest ending to this movie. I think it would have fit the, the ending of the movie much better rather than, like, they beat him up in the kitchen and they don't kill him. They don't kill this guy after he's been eating and selling you? How do you not slit this guy's throat and cut his head off with a, with a, with a rusty spoon? Like, how do you not do that? Look, a dull blade cut this dude's head off alive. They just let him live in the kitchen. It's just another... It's like a horror cliche to let the, the killer live... For another chance to get you, which happens, they he comes to them in the wood, he chases them into the woods after they beat the crap out of him. Oh, but also, the, I think the craziest part of the movie was when Noah Noah bites his dick off, which was crazy. But again, horror cliche, letting him survive, comes back to get them in the woods. But they again overpower him and they kill Steve in the woods. They shoot him. And then there's like even more to the movie where like it's another chase in the woods where it's like oh where are they who are let's let's find somebody and it just keeps going in the woods and the the wife comes to try to kill them and then they kill the wife and it's just like how many more people are alive and are they gonna gonna kill and I think they wanted to be like a funny it, it was it seemed like they wanted to play it for laughs but it's just like you should have ended it with killing Steve that should have been the final climax of the film. But, you know, it kept going, and it kept going after that, and I, I think that, that took away from what the potential of the third act could have been. Again, I think they should have ate him. That would have been sick. So I give it a I give it a 5.5. It's pretty good. I think it has a low rewatch value. It's Hulu production. Again, SVOD originals aren't that great production-wise. You know, it's a really good directorial debut from Mimi Cave, so congratulations to them on this film and getting it made, and Hulu giving us some interesting horror content. Hopefully you enjoyed this review, and thanks for tuning in to all of our content and episodes this week. Now take care and enjoy fresh. What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there, sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 